This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello, hello. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, all right. <laughs> Let's see. I'm What's having all I'm having all sorts of technical difficulties right now. Ooh. I don't think my oh there we go. Now my Zoom is out the ass. I couldn't I couldn't get it like working before, and I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. Did you see that Wolf Moon last night? That shit was. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Really. That doesn't help me either. No, My whole I fucking family is so like I as much as I want to be like, no, there's nothing but bullshit. It, it's it it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like my whole family is out of their fucking mind. That's hilarious. I'm I'm drinking fucking whiskey out of the fucking bottle right now. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? I think I got our first guest. Who? So check this out. Hold on, let me find her name. I just met her this morning. Oh, was uh, this one of those lunch club things? No. Uh, funny enough, what it is, though, is you know that group I was, I told you I started called The Connective, that networking group that pays you yeah, yeah. for referrals? She was in the Charleston chapter, which just launched this morning. So I got, because I'm a chapter head in Baltimore, I get to sit in on all the, all the yeah. cities that are out there. So I sat in in Charleston. She's a plastic surgeon turned well functional medicine doctor, like does wellness coaching now. And so is she? Like, is she around here? She's in Raleigh. Okay. All right. Cool. And hold on, I'm looking for her email. Susan, Doctor Susan, Susan Lavelle, MD, MACM. What's that? What's MACM? MACM. I have no idea, man. Let's see. Doctor. Doctor abbreviation. M-A-C-M. Um, okay. It doesn't have Master of say. Arts in Christian Ministry. <laughs> that, that can't be right. I it's it, it's probably like a fellowship or or a, a, spe a specific um a, you know like certification within in her field and I would assume it's probably functional medicine or, or something yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so so I told her that we basically talk about everything from orgasmic meditation to New Year's resolutions, and she was yeah. like, "That as to your podcast, absolutely. There's there is an interesting story of how I came to leave plastics to go to a lifestyle medicine that I think would fit well. That's cool. I mean, uh, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, uh, a um a lifestyle medicine show isn't a bad thing, man. No. And listen, I, I think that there is a lot. I mean, I, I, I really think we can do something. I, I think we, we, if we get her on and, and 
we might have to do this episode with her not at eight o'clock on a Wednesday. So we might have to look at our schedules and see. That's that fine, works. man. Uh, you know, I know Mondays I, I'm pretty much free all day. Uh, Wednesdays I can do as early as like one. Okay. You know, all right. so, so then and then, me, and then you know, if it. it's if if she if she needs another day, let me know. Given enough lead time, I can block off time. Yeah. You know, so and at least anyway, we're all East Coast, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, we're all East Coast. And listen, I mean, I'm super I'm super excited because like I think it'd be great to like start doing like you and me episode, you and me episode, guest episode, you and me episode, guest episode, you and me. That you sounds me, cool. You, me. You, you know what I mean? Like mix it in there a little bit. Um, anyway. Cool. So speaking of which, what do you want to talk about tonight? I have no idea, man. <laughs> Yeah, right, Honestly, well, I know I mentioned that one woman, but it seems like it's it's a little bit more like, you know, one, she got in trouble for fucking over the shareholders, not the patients. Uh, and and two, uh, I, I really have not read into it because I haven't. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, well, then let's not talk about her right now. Um, I mean, are you prepared to talk about her? Not, I mean, not real. Uh, you know, like a, a little bit, but I, think I, I, I don't think I don't think it's as interesting. Even as that, that's the, the thing. Like, she's not exactly like she's not Guru Jagged or whatever her name is. Yeah, but like the other thing about it is, it's not even just that. It's just that she she was just like I don't know. She was just a douchebag. Like she wasn't like. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing really, there's nothing really medical or healthcare or anything to talk about. No, she's, she's just an asshole. And that was it. Like, she basically lied about her technology and thought she'd fake it till she made it. And like, that was it. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, like, that's pretty quick. Yeah. You know, All right. So I didn't, I, so I didn't have to do a deep dive. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it just doesn't, I mean, she just is an idiot that's all um okay so then let's not talk about that is there something else we can do uh, I'm, have I'm you heard up. of anything else like can we do i mean look we can get a couple follow-alongs like last time like the, like the nods thing or the the um hey man the, i told so many people about that fucking album <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, like, literally, I got a, I got a, I, I sponsor a, a power lifter at the place, and he came in, and I'm like, dude, RZA did a meditation album, and he like texted me later. He's like, dude, I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> so funny. But um, what do we, what do we have in the Asana? Okay, so the Asana, we had a lot of. And yeah. and I think some of those were we we we're kind of we got to go back and like be like hey we're just Hold we're just being us right. Um, I need a podcast interview with my partner. What happened? I bookmarked that. 
Um, if I can pull this off, you're going to think that I'm like the magician of all magicians. And if I can't, then I'm just going to tease you. What is it? This guy who... Um, Hold on, we bailed on another idea. Okay. Um, So this guy, Taylor, was my intern for Head Shop like a few years ago. Yeah. And he's got a regenerative farming model that he's designing for people growing mushrooms in a cargo container. Oh, cool, man. You were telling me about him. Yeah, but now it's in play. Like they got it. That, that It's that, running. It, it, it's, I think it's being it's i think it's being delivered yeah um anyway it is um i had a like an hour chat with him the other day and i like desperately want to find an investor with like 300 grand to get spin up a mushroom farm uh um all right well assuming that's not going to magically happen um let's see what else we got um Asana board would be right here. Um, Show notes. I'm looking into that. Did we just have a running list? I don't see. We did. Oh, shit. This is the wrong one. What is this view? Why is this view? Why is it not here? I don't know how we get his audio if it's you and me, so we might have to like, I might have to work on that from an audio video perspective. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, I'm up for the challenge. <sighs> Man. He, Yo, I mean, there, we, is a, we... there is an outside chance he might actually do this. So if he can't, how about this? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if I'm swinging I'm swinging at too many people at once uh, but we could do I, I I shouldn't enjoy it uh it's like dumb covid things like have you you saw them that they're nebulizing uh it, there's a guy that put a video out about nebulizing hydrogen peroxide no oh my god the second I saw that I'm like that's like you're you're going to oxidize your lung tissue you're going to rush so your here, fucking so, lungs. So here's what we do. He's get, he needs 10, 15 minutes to get on and he's going to do it. So I say we just get started. 
Yeah. And we just start talking. And then when he jumps on, we just were in it. And we're Sounds good, it. man. Let's do it. All right, cool. All right, pressing play. All right, you got it, man. One, two, three. Mr. Tom. Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? You know, good, good, good. Um, so, uh, so we are really, really just getting a lot of snow these days and cold, like winter is officially yeah. on us. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for the one big storm. I, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten a lot of days off already for, for, you know, in Maryland, uh, coming down here from New York. And I know you lived up that way for a while. It, nothing closes in New York ever. And and there's a threat of snow, and it's like uh, it shuts everything down. So I mean, my kids already have a delay tomorrow. How about yours? Uh yeah, two hours already. And, yeah. Um, not gonna lie to you, uh, it's making me want to go uh, skiing. Like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> just leave now. Like, I mean, it is funny because my son has already suggested that. <laughs> what are we gonna do in six hours yeah no, like, right. no my son's already like um so and, and you know what's funny is my kids have like nine weather apps on their phone now and yeah. like i mean they they know how to track a doppler for like, they're like they're sitting there going hey um so looks like and and like i you know it's funny for my whole life i knew how to tell uh 24 hour time or military time and yeah yeah but it was always a pain and my my son when he was maybe like eight or nine was like what is uh what's military time and i said I, you know i explained him what it was he goes well like basically like like why are you such a dumbass he was like well why don't we always tell time like that I, you and know I said, it, we call it military time other right, other but it's just countries time. call it the time yeah the time <laughs> like, right. so, 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 so i said i said hey you know on your ipad you can change the clock and his eyes like damn near like ejected from his assignment. Uh, he was like seriously and i was like yeah so he immediately went in didn't even need me to tell him where to go he like intuitively and mm -hmm. damn kids in their goddamn damn, settings it's like you know, files yeah so he runs in he changes it that was like probably three years ago and so our every clock in our house has been 24 hour time since and so wow. my kids will come up to me they'll be like all right listen here's the thing there's a low pressure system moving in from 13 to 1500. <laughs> 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 i'm like sitting there going so and then before i even like ask the follow-up question it's like all right so this is what happens it takes us three hours to get there we need to do this we need to do that i mean they've got the entire plan like laid out and yeah. i was like you know i almost i want to say no but god damn this is the most organized plan i've ever <laughs> this is more organized than my client work uh, you know i gotta say it's it's they're 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 scary when they put together something and it's like you know rationally i can't yeah. disagree with any of that no um yeah i can't i can't i can't disagree with any of this yeah um so anyway yeah it's um it's it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of snow and i i'm i you know what i i i don't i think we might have touched on this when we were talking about seasons and stuff but there's something in like one of the biggest like weird things about the the climate in the northeast getting more moderate is that that there, it's just shitty when it's winter here now. Like there's no leaves it's on the just, trees. It's gray, it's and wet. It's gray, 
and like it sucks like you, yeah, know, it does. you go to a place with a ton of snow you're like oh i feel as though like we have shifted energy right yeah like, it's know, it's a full season a nothing nothing that's kind of wavering no nothing at all you know and because i and, mean like, like it was almost it was 50 something degrees about an hour ago and and that to me is like oh spring is coming yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, if I was a tree or a flower bud, how the fuck am I going to know what is going on? I have no idea. And every year I see stuff popping up out of the ground that I'm like, wait a minute, dude. It's, no, you're it's gonna February. Die. <laughs> it's, that's not good. Yeah. You're going to die. You're going to die right as soon. As soon as it gets cold again and another eight inches of snow falls down. Yeah. We're screwed. Well, so. I, you know, I could use a good uh, snowfall because... Like, you know, being self-employed and having a brick and mortar, you, you know, if it, if it's that bad, I, I get a day off. You get an actual <laughs> snow day. You feel like I get I get a real snow day. Yeah. And, and, and then so, and then everybody that lives in the city around the office is like, what do you mean you're closing? Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> and out at the uh, out at the lake, we got 15 inches of snow. Oh, there, right? God. Like it's like legit snow. Every yeah. Day. You know, oh. we were we were uh, we were playing around on the mountain it was 11 with the feels like negative four wow <laughs> and i'm and i'm sure you're like still like you and your family are still wishing that you guys were still virtual for school <laughs> well you know that's that's the other thing you know i i was actually talking to a client of mine who uh conservative guy you know definitely more on the conservative side and yeah uh, yeah he stopped just south of uh blaming this on on Democrats kind of thing you know he got, he, <laughs> if we weren't measuring it it wouldn't but, be happening but but he was basically <laughs> saying like you know I, I my fear is that this is the the new sort of way of life that like when the next pandemic comes around he goes it's going to go one of two ways and like we, we're, we're done with the middle way like there's no middle ground like it's either going to be people are running for their lives and hiding in caves or people are going to be like fuck this I'm not doing that again like you know and i yeah, said there's well, no there's no there's no yeah he's right about that no he, and that's why i said he, he's very right about it i think like i said he stopped just south of blaming it on a democrat but he he was kind of edging in a like but then he kind of backed off and it was what was promising to me about that was he backed off i think as he kind of heard himself going down the <laughs> like, uh, whoa, started, whoa, hold on <laughs> well he started to realize i think that that basically like while we have politicized it right like here there was nothing political about it in other countries or in other in locations the entire like, rest of the fucking world right right yeah exactly and i think that if you can look wider in the world you realize mm -hmm. very quickly that this was was not a political thing um um so that 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 is i guess promising right like yeah, it's, it yeah. shows movement because you know like i think a lot of people you, you um, know and, and i gotta say this because i remember everyone's like no it was engineered in china mm. i you know like i'm like you guys are all fucking nuts and then at the end of the day i'm like if china wanted to topple the government they saw it wobbling <laughs> right. like this would have been fucking brilliant <laughs> right right yeah i mean this would have been amazing right? this like, would have I mean, been the nail in the coffin yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it is, it does amuse me as a, as an academic exercise to think about all uh, to, to entertain for as long as I'm capable, you know, whatever conspiracy theory you're talking about, because a lot I, of them are really amusing. You know, you're like, and, and, well, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video with the flat earthers. 
where oh, they designed yeah. they designed this experiment to to prove that the earth is flat right and it's a good experiment they set up these fences at a certain distance they drilled a hole in them at one end they had a camera at the other end they had the light if the earth is flat after a certain distance you should see that light in the camera mm. <laughs> they still posted the video of them going uh you got to be doing something wrong we can't see the light no 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 okay. hold it up higher no hold it up higher wait oh, wait no, a minute I something mean, maybe something's wrong with the camera it's the like, mental no. gymnastics that, yeah <laughs> uh, i'll do you one better you ever heard of the uh, evolution versus creationism you know videos similar thing it, mm -hmm. the, the evolution the mental gymnastics that one has to go through to even get on board with this is absolutely jaw-dropping it, it's is. bizarro man so um so listen i'm i'm pretty excited um tom I, yes I, I, not to take an abrupt left turn that's but, fine um, we always take a rough left turn i mean i think if it weren't for left turns we'd be making no turns at all right? no we'd just be <laughs> we'd just be going in a straight line yeah um but uh today tonight we are uh, we're gonna change it up a little bit let's do it we are gonna have a good friend of mine on the show who uh who's kind of getting ready to jump on here and uh he's an interesting cat and i'm gonna i don't want to steal too much of his thunder uh but um you know i i think what i'm really excited about with him is mm -hmm. that uh we get to see a glimpse into what a younger generation is doing to sort of think about the world very differently than we are. Yeah. Doing. And yeah. Uh, so, you know, he is, uh, he's doing some pretty interesting stuff. And, um, so break Tom, Hey Tom, we're going to press pause. I do, you don't have to press pause. We'll cut this out, keep it going, but he's, okay. Trouble. You got he's it. He's having trouble. Uh, that's 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 fine i i you know this is this is this is our our our, our first time so we we're gonna no, expect no, some fine. technical stuff yeah uh, i see you trying well listen i mean literally 10 minutes ago we didn't have a guest we, we didn't have a guest so i, I don't know if <laughs> this is it's pretty fucking amazing that it's coming together so um yeah Oh, wait, it says it's loading. I, I saw somebody trying to enter. So I, I was like, oh, cool. We're, we're doing the thing soon. Yeah. And I mean, is this something where we might just have to use the, the Uber conference audio then? That's not a big deal. No. Yeah, right, we just will have to cut out, you know, this section. That's fine. Maybe we'll like count it back in or something. Um. Let me see what browser he's using real quick. You got it. All right, man. Um, I did not eat enough. Uh, I only had one whiskey. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have more whiskey is the question. Um, I, I, it, it's upstairs. Okay. Well. Um, and, and I also don't know if I need to switch to weed, but that might be, uh, I might just be standing here going, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think I'm in a good place right now. Let's not not overdo it. Let's not overdo it. Yeah. Well, I just drank a glass of wine and thankfully I brought this glass of gin and water. Oh, fuck. 
All right, man. While he's getting in, I'm yeah. gonna take a quick run upstairs and maybe maybe grab some uh, some sake or something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, do it. It's so weird. He, I see him joining, and then it just kicks him off, and he's sending me screenshots. It says it's loading. And yeah, I, I, it's popping up. It keeps popping up. Is it? Is it because I have co-host privileges? Do I no, need to I do something? No, I just put that on to try and see if it changed anything. I mean, this is this is the same as any other online meetings thing. It just should be able to have a bunch of people on, right? No, no, it's totally not this. So I gotta say, uh, there's certain uh, benefits to having a freezer chest right here. A lot of benefits, I in, in, including uh, fresh ice cubes. <laughs> including, including, <laughs> including, but not limited to fresh ice cubes. Yeah, you know. Um, All right, this is this is about my max because I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. Hold on. <laughs> let me see. If, let me see if this works out. Yeah, you got it, man. All right. I did find out the cause of my problem last week. Oh, what was it? That that hissing, right? Yeah. Or that it it is this. Hold on. Solve it. That is gut wrenchingly annoying. That sucks. Because I could have called in on Chrome, and that might have but, solved but the problem. I've been I've been in on Chrome. No, he, he's on an Android though. Oh, and his phone, huh? Should work on Android. <clears throat> Ooh. Excuse me. I would be very bummed if we got this close to doing this and it did not work out. <laughs> I just... Well, look, man, let's let's chalk it up to a.
more topics here, man, because there's there's plenty of shit. Uh, you, you know, I I just I had a call with somebody that she's actually willing to pay me as a consultant, but I don't think she actually needs that. Uh, they're setting up this BrainWise place in North Carolina where they do a whole bunch of stuff. They've got BrainTap. They just bought a Livo 2, which is why she reached out to me. They've got red light. Ooh, wow, that was loud. Matt? Is that you or me? I, don't, I think it was you, man. You went you went out for a minute. Did I? Okay, well. Huh. But yeah, I mean, she's got a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's it's a great idea. They're trying to, and then she mentioned a doc out in California that's using the the same bike I have uh, as part of a protocol to reverse Alzheimer's. Oh wow, that's which crazy. is fucking insane. Like people go in not knowing where they are, and you know, like they could theoretically drive home if they wanted to. Is it a one and done treatment? No, no. This is this is a this is like a you go to their clinic and stay there and you know the oxygen therapy is insane oh taylor's coming in mr taylor hey there we hey taylor how you doing hey i'm doing good how are you guys awesome hey, good look at thanks you. for you've doing this microphone man. and you've got like a volume control look at you you're like a professional Oh, I know. This is, this is my gaming headset, though. I don't know if it translates to no, podcast. Uh, you, you sound better than I do. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Then. This is Tom, and you you know me, and we were just introducing you when we saw Kim on, so we, we, we're going to cut this all this whole crap out of the middle, so you just give us a minute to backtrack this, and then we'll, we'll tee you up. Yeah. Does that sound good? So Whatever basically, man, listen, I want to continue our conversation we had the other night. Tom's not heard any of it, so... Yeah. But, um, I really want to, I, I love, listen, this, this podcast is about alternative health situations. So the cordyceps stuff we were talking about and, and where it could go with the psilocybin stuff is all super interesting. You're a big mushroom head, you know, a ton about that. So like, that's all fair game. Like there's no boundaries in this thing and it's just a cool organic conversation. So, you know, but okay. the regenerative farming model I'm super into. So we'll tee it up and I'll let you kind of take the wheel, but, uh, but yeah, we're just gonna have a quick chat about this if that's cool. Yeah, cool. bring it on. Right on. All right, cool. Um, all right, so let's do a quick break and uh, and then a little silence, and we can cut that out. Okay. All right, two. So Tom, we're gonna switch it up tonight. You cool? Awesome. Yeah. Right awesome. On. So I got a good friend of mine, and I'm gonna let him kind of take the wheel. I don't want to take his thunder here. So we're not going to. So are you saying you have a celebrity too. guest coming? I have on? a celebrity guest. Yes, it is a celebrity awesome. guest. Awesome. So, so look, man, you, you and I know we have these conversations and we're never really at a loss for words to have conversations about cool shit happening in the world. No, and never. This is one example of some super cool shit happening in the world. So bring it. Taylor, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, dude, thank you for having for for those of you who weren't part of the comedy madness here. Um, Taylor is a very last minute addition to, to our show. <laughs> um, we we had some uh, we had some technical issues and we, uh, we we called in a hail mary and Taylor is an awesome dude. We we were trying to get him on the show anyway, he, um, but I'm really glad this worked out, Taylor. So thank you very much for coming. Yes, around. thank you. No, I'm happy to happy to be a part of it. You know, I love to talk all things. You know, 
cannabis and mushrooms and yeah, and all kinds of farming, things. all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're 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 gonna get into that. So let's give I'm gonna give a three <laughs> second background on you, and then you're gonna take it away because I really want to hear what you're up to. So Taylor and I met years ago, um, uh, working on on Head Shop together, and uh, he we just kind of clicked and we kept in touch. And very interesting dude. And little did I know back in the day that he would be up to such cool shit in just a few years from when we first met. Um, and this has blossomed full, full disclosure into me basically talking with him as well about kind of getting into his world a little bit and kind of expanding our relationship. Mm. And uh, that is actually the genesis of this conversation because honestly, the, the stuff he's getting into is just so incredibly fascinating. So I am going to kind of turn it over to you, Taylor, but what I'd really love to hear from you, and and again, since Tom hasn't heard any of this, is kind of give us a story about how you got into this, like, you know, lab in a box situation that we got rocking and rolling. And uh, just from my own personal observations, it really taking you on a exploratory journey that's led you to some pretty cool spaces. So, um, so yeah, just, I'm going to shut up now, and I'm just going to let you kind of take it from there. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, so the company we're working with is it's the boxes of it's called Farm Box, um, Farm Box Foods. Um, I kind of got into it. Uh, I've been operating basically as a consultant, uh, an independent consultant, mostly around the cannabis space uh, for the last four or five years. That was kind of my primary passion and kind of got me into, you know, quote unquote, alternative health, you know, venues. Um, that's kind of spawned to a variety of different projects. That's kind of led to a friend of mine basically saying, um, he wanted to get in, he wanted, he, he wanted to invest some money. He wanted to start up a business model. Um, what I do is, you know, focus almost exclusively on startups, you know, basically, you know, companies from scratch. Um, and this was right around the time that DC had decriminalized, um, mm -hmm. psilocybin. He kind of misunderstood the regulations. He's like, oh, let's, can we start growing mushrooms right away? And it's kind of like, well, no, we can't do that. So, but we wanted to we know we eventually want to get into that space we know you know we anticipate you know that legalization is coming in some form or another um and then you know the the idea was all right how can we build a project that sets us up to get into that space um also with the addition of uh you know a, a recreational or adult use cannabis license which is something else we project coming up in, in maryland mm -hmm. so the fusion for that and, and our pathway to that was to do regular gourmet mushrooms and non-psychedelic medicinal mushrooms things like chaga lion's mane cordyceps um there's a ton of them trending in and of themselves right now um as well as a hemp farm so it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of a fusion fusion deal and the idea is, um, you know, I, like many people out there, have a lot of feelings about uh, traditional farming, you know, the synthetic salts and, and you know, just the, the destruction of the soil ecosystem itself. Um, I personally, if I'm going to get involved with any type of grow project, you know, traditional agricultural cannabis, you know, what have you, anything that goes in the soil for me works on a regenerative farming model um, that falls you know, it's kind of a big umbrella, you know, the biggest kind of most trending and, and kind of most cohesive one is Korean natural farming. There's a lot of information about Korean natural farming, which, you know, I'll talk about a little bit, <clears throat> some of that later on, if you'd like, yeah, um, absolutely. as well as, you know, how can we produce, you know, a large quantity of mushrooms in, you know, a relatively small space. And you know, that's kind of where this farm box kind of came into the picture. Um, I, in the past, I'm, I'm a big fan of shipping container structures. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think it's a very efficient use of space. Um, so this company, you know, 
we have first looked into kind of building and designing our own. Lo and behold, there's a couple of startup companies already out there doing that. Um, relatively affordable for you know what they can produce and particularly if you're transitioning into the psilocybin market so that that kind of became the model is all right maybe we get one of these shipping containers it's a 40 you know by eight by eight one so it's not a huge amount of space um but within that that amount of space it can produce uh presumably you know once we get production all up and running about 400 pounds of mushrooms per week you know and they can run Mm. continuously all year every year um and it's super easy to scale um, what is difficult and, and re- real quick on that? Like yeah. you said, we, we talked about that is that when it comes to quantity on these sort of structures, I'm curious, like how, what, what are those metrics based on? I know you got all kinds of variables in the growing world. Well, really, really about that your, like a straight line down the middle. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's a rough estimation. So the farm box food company has been up and running and they have been running it. So we do have access to their metrics and their sales and stuff. So we do have some actual mm-hmm. numbers that we work off of. Um, but in general, you kind of look at your, your substrate block. Um, you know, you can produce about one pound of mushrooms for most species. Again, all of it is very species dependent as well. Yeah, yeah right. Um, That's kind of what I was driving at. Exactly. So there's, there is a lot of, you know, some things are, will, will fruit within a month and a half. Some things will take eight months, a year to fruit, you know, those kind of mm-hmm. deals. Um, additionally, there's, there's a lot of much like, for example, shiitake mushrooms. Um, if you do a traditional outdoor shiitake grow on logs, you know, you're looking at at least two years just for the log to inoculate before you can even start to flush yeah. inside, you know, a lab space, you can kind of put your, you can sterilize your own inoculant. You know, in, in our case, we're doing all wood eaters, so it's mostly sawdust, um, sawdust and grain and soybean husk. That's pretty mm. much all, all everything's going to eat. Um, and, you know, put them in block size and then you have incubation space and fruiting space. And your incubation space and your fruiting space will kind of dictate your capacity. You know, how many how many blocks can you fit in a given space? And what is really difficult about growing mushrooms, mushrooms in and of themselves are generally super easy. If you can get them all colonized, like they take care of themselves really, really well, you know, they are stewards of nature. Um, the difficulty Which is, is such getting... a mind blowing concept. It, it's wow. crazy, man. It's crazy. Somebody, somebody said we eat mushrooms and then mushrooms end up eating us, which is yeah. kind of pretty, yeah. pretty twisted. You can get buried in a, you can get buried in a mushroom suit now. And get, yeah, you know, man. That's super cool. Spores. Get no, out of here, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you get you you decompose faster. You know that the fantastic whole fungi. idea of natural natural burials is coming around, where like they even have something where you can be pressed into the roots of a tree. Oh, wow. and then drop you in the ground. You know, don't I mean, it, don't a, even get me started on cemeteries, man. Such such yeah, a waste. I, mean, my God. <laughs> I have a client who has a client who has a company that will bury you at sea any number of like a few dozen ways, and I was like sitting there going. There is no end to how you could make money on this planet. I, you know, listen, man. <laughs> I, I, I want to get shot wow. to the sun, but yeah, I'll like, take just like however like, far they the can fuck? get me. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe I make it to Mars, Venus, like, or you know, like, who knows? All right. Just, All right. Just so, yeah, anyway, yard, I digress. Yeah. Taylor. yeah keep going. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice this um, might not be the last detour we take, this Taylor. Is, so, we're, we're, uh, oh, yeah. We're, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just letting you know. 
<laughs> but yeah, so so you basically need a sterile environment. Um, yeah, if you can make it, it. You know, doing mushroom work is a lot doing micro, like a lot like doing microbial work. Ideally, okay. it's done under a flow hood of some sort. Um, there's a lot of ways you can kind of do it. You know, I got my start in a, in a in a kitchen. You know, so it's it's doable with you know good practices and, and good sterile technique. But ideally, you know, particularly if you're going to do it at a commercial scale, you're going to need some kind of lab space or clean room. So space. so is there a lab space built into the container? Exactly. So this oh. farm box, the farm box itself, you walk in, it has four rooms. Um, the first room is a substrate mixing room. So that's like, it's got a big mixer that I can put in, you know, my hundreds of pounds of substrate. And it's got a little funnel at the bottom where I just funnel them into bags and okay. eight, five, 10 pound bags, what have you. Um, those get passed into the, the f first room and the second room are connected by a door and a two-way steam sterilizer. So I can put wow. my substrate into a steam sterilizer and then I can go in, I can, I can sterilize everything. I can wash myself on, I can put on my PPE and then I can go into the next room, which is a sterile clean room. Um, so it has a flow hood in there. Um, it is totally sealed off and clean, you know, and the, the two way steam sterilizer gets us our inoculant in there without any kind of contamination. So we can mm. inoculate with relative ease, you know, again, problems happen, contamination, like there's, there'll be still be a lot of maintenance to it. Um, but the idea is you inoculate everything in there, you place everything in your inoculation room or, or your incubation room, excuse me. They'll incubate, they'll fully colonize the blocks. When the blocks are fully colonized, you move them to the next room, which is the fruiting room. Mm -hmm. um, both these rooms are just rooms that are temperature and humidity controlled. Uh, mushrooms, again, very easy. Like once they're ready to go, they just need a, a you know a dark, cool place and, you know. So these are the two ranges. lowest maintenance rooms in the operation. Well, right? and it is the scalable part of it. So from that one lab place, I can then scale. I can get a forty-foot container that is just and in just smack it on the other right. end, yeah, and yeah. just a fruiting chamber. Exactly. So that four hundred pound capability that could very easily become four thousand pounds. Wow! Know, and you can right, do it right, right, right. your time. Um, and then again, it's different from species to species, but, you know, feasibly, you know, because they are shipping containers, I mean, we can stack them on top of each other. Like I can do a yeah, tremendous yeah, yeah. amount of production. Wait, wait. So do they put, do they put ladders in or is there an internal staircase or something? I mean, this is no, all... it's, it's all flat. It's just a flat, flat staircase or a okay. flat shipping container. Um, and that's all contained in one. Um, we so are how do you traverse from one to the other in a stacked environment? Do you have to build an ex exactly build like a, like a ladder like a, system? Yeah, like a staircase. So yeah. we're going to be building actually a multi-use kind of processing unit as well. So we're getting some contractors to build us a custom shipping container as well. That's going to have wow. our freeze dryer and kind of some table space and stuff to do some of like hot water extraction and like chopping and processing and bagging, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, I want to so get to that. You... Like, I want to get to the extraction part because like that, that like that's when my mind starts to go absolutely. So just, where do you decide to plop this down too, man? I mean, like, is this, is this on personal property? Is this somewhere? So this was, uh, you know, again, the, the way this project's, so again, every project I work on is highly custom. So this is a friend mm -hmm. of mine. So it was cheaper, but he bought a, he bought a farm, um, and we're doing it on his farm. So it's an eight acre oh, cool. farm and we're just plopping it right. There's like a barn and a hill and kind of a flat area already ready to go. We're just going to put a couple concrete footers in and just plop it right on top. You know, minimal permitting you have to deal with, you know, it's not a huge structure or anything like that. And it's freestanding, um, right? I mean, it's not, yeah, exactly. it's not anchored in. No, exactly. I mean, theoretically, we could pick it up and move it anytime we wanted, you know. And we, we talked briefly about like power and water supply. I mean, is this something you can run like a 20 amp extension cord out to and 
Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I can't remember the exact. <laughs> like, I mean, I do we or do we have to like put a breaker box in with like you know like what what do we? No, no, about? it's it's you, you're plugging in. You know, our power source on the property is more than adequate. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, electricity forever eludes my brain. It never makes sense to me. Yeah, no, listen, I feel you on that. I'm just it's wondering. A, it's like, a minimal like. Do you need like a ton of juice to make this run? Or? No, no, no. It's 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 not not a ton of juice, not a ton of water at all. Um, you could literally plug your garden hose into it as well. Um, we are also we're putting up a couple of greenhouses on the property. So fun thing about mushrooms is they produce a lot of CO two. So we have ducks that take those CO two. We're going to pump that into our greenhouses and and and, and, and just get plants that bloom like and, crazy. And, Exactly. So I'm doing, you know, so I'm also, I'm a certified Gangier. So I'm doing, I'm really well. I'm <laughs> which, a, I'm which a, course did you take? <laughs> <laughs> no, I took the, the Gangier program, but it's, okay, you know, nice. you know, part of that effort is building out, you know, kind of terroir um, associated with cannabis products. So I'm trying to do that step with hemp. So I'm taking a lot of time to do really, really nice starts with really nice hemp. And that's what kind of frees up, you know, the fact that we can do a high amount of production in a small amount of space with relatively low labor with mushrooms, which, you know, once we get the psilocybin, that's big money. But even if we're just doing, you know, oyster mushrooms, that's still a profitable business. Um, it frees up the time to kind of set a really solid regenerative farming model, which that is, you know, that's what the rest of the farm goes to the property. It's going to be hemp. It's also a lot of food production. And it's, it's really about, you know, healing the environment as best you can at whatever mm -hmm. plot you can. Um, so that's kind of the, the design where we have, you know, this intense level of production, you know, where we can do a wide range, a range of products, you know, in mushrooms, a wide variety of mushrooms. Um, and that can hopefully sustain revenue as we take the time that it takes to kind of establish a really good soil ecology. And, and honestly, the farm we got, we, we had pretty good soil to work with. So it's not like there's a lot of work that needs to be done on the farm, but the same model could be applied to, you know, a really over fracked or over, you know, farmed land. And, and it could be something that can produce money and exist in, in modern day, you know, capitalism, as well as take the time to do things right and, and, you know, heal stuff, which, you know, regenerative farming does become pretty meticulous and, and labor intensive, you know, for the people who are ultimately responsible for it. But in general, it's, it's way cheaper as well. You know what, I think that like, that is, is a, to take a, a brief detour before we come back on this. I think this is one of the more intriguing facets of this conversation because aside from the mind-blowing shit that I find about everything else you're doing with this, it is absolutely unbelievable that it occurs in like the most minimal footprint one could possibly construct. It, it almost feels dream state how like minimally invasive this process is to everything around it. I mean, it, it's crazy when you compare it to like the other shit going on around you where they're like dumping, you know, gazillions of mm -hmm. gallons of crap all over the place. And they're like just eating up farmland and destroying soil. I mean, it's just like we have the answer, like, you know what I mean? Like, and we just don't give a fuck. We're just not giving agreed. a fuck. We need to give more fucks about this kind of stuff. Is really yeah, and that's saying. that's really. I mean, that's that's it's it's very simple technology. It's very simple, if not primitive techniques. You know, it's it's nothing new. You know, it's just making the decision to kind of go about doing mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. and you know, and farming in particular. I mean, 
there's been so much separation from like the actual education behind it and the so much, you know, product segmentation for this formula or this chemical or this amendment or da 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 da. Like it, it creates this whole complicated system, which that's where Korean natural farming is really taking off and kind of becoming mm-hmm. its own movement is is the the guy who started it. It's very specifically like a farmer's revolution. You know, this is right, right. I can I can make the highest quality product for the cheapest amount of inputs that mm-hmm. I produce myself on my own farm. And I can out and he's he's got test farms and it's now well demonstrated. You can you can out compete you know your local competitors as well as you know doing stuff like you know fermenting your own plants to make your own you know yeah yeah can, I, I'm, I'm yeah, just I, about to ask you about this. Can we talk about <laughs> can we talk about the and I don't know about you Tom, but for me when I had this conversation originally, the, yeah, the, even the vocabulary of inputs and whatnot was definitely new to me. So yeah, can you can you walk us through like the input and the fermentation stuff because I know this whole this whole part of it is is pretty, you know, in, it, pretty important to the overall process and also really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so MPK, those are kind of your big ones, nitrogen, potassium and phosphorus. Um, I think it's like 12 or 15 overall minerals that plants in general need to grow you know in an ideal situation now we're not um, talking about fungi fungi here right I no mean, we're talking we're talking just plants yeah. fungi are an intrinsic part of that though so yeah. there is uh, a couple things that you do so there's there's korean natural farming and there's now an evolution of that called jadam natural farming um but they they do similar practices but one one thing is jadam microbial solution or imo culturing you know which mm-hmm. is the kmf which is essentially you are going out to your local environment uh, using rice or barley, and then you're basically creating an, inoc- an inoculation site. You're trying to collect the fungi and the other microbes from your, your local, hyper-local environment, and then you bring them into you know, your kitchen or your workspace or your barn or what have you, and then you culture that up into you know, a shelf-stable variety and then into you know, a larger inoculant and then into ultimately piles of soil. And you can create hyper-rich. Like this is how you create you know, living soil. Um, mm-hmm. But it's living soil, you know, specifically with the indigenous microbes of your area, you know, so we specifically the farm we got, we are we are directly next to a 200 acre farm or sorry, a 200 acre forest. Um, so that forest has been untouched um, at all. It's actually super rich of its own fungi and stuff as well. But we, I basically go in there. I find healthy areas. Uh, I, I do my best to culture everything. You know, the idea mm-hmm. is, is you want everything in there and everything in that soil that you possibly can naturally should balance itself out. That's kind of the theory behind everything yeah. is that nature really knows how to take care of itself. And the sure. forest is that model. Right. So the forest doesn't fertilize itself every year. So farmers every year, they have to add those MPKs back into the soil because as you grow mm-hmm. things, you harvest it. It's gone. So they have to add, you know, typically salt based fertilizers, which salt based yeah. things are the bad ones. Um, they're not absorbed well for the plant. So you have to use a ton of extra ones more than you would, the plant actually needs. That creates really, really harsh environments for your bacteria and your fungals. And you just get that really mm. terrible, terrible soil. Um, nothing in nature is monocultured. You know, that's why mm-hmm. lawns and cemeteries, that kind of thing. Like, that's not a thing. So, you know, my gardens are all going to be, uh, I, I have a, a whole shitload of plants and I'm, you know, incorporating into all of it. So it, it, it is a, a complex network. You know, but again, you're you're catered around your target crop. You know, in my case, it's hemp. Um, and when you think about how nature kind of does it, you know, from the from the forest standpoint, that drops all its leaves, and then that leaves get the, decayed, and somehow it grows every year. And we've got 
5,000 year old trees. We got 10,000 year old trees, mm. right? So it's, it's something that takes care of itself. So how does that process actually work? Um, and more importantly, which is what the what uh, Master Cho did, who did the, the Korean natural farming model, is he, he put that into kind of quantifications and dilution rates and what have you. But essentially, it's I can take a bunch of leaves or I can take a bunch of cuttings or in my case, in, in you know, I'll, I'll do very specific around hemp. So hemp has two big phases, you know, a veg phase and a flower phase, you know. So you have slightly different nutrient requirements through that. So if I was a hydroponic farmer or if I was, uh, you know, a traditional kind of cannabis farmer, I would get some nutrient blends that have the NPK values that are kind of near the targets that I want. And that would be, you know, that bottle and that brand specifically would probably dictate my feeding schedule as well. It would tell me how much of when to do it. And I kind of do that on a daily basis. But if I can take a bunch of cannabis leaves, for example, which what is a cannabis leaf, if not the perfect and exact formulation for what that cannabis leaf already needs, already uptake mm. from the soil, right? And, and how does that naturally get back into the, into the ecosystem? Well, it falls to the ground, it gets decomposed, it gets you know, fermented and, and putrefied and, and made water soluble and plant soluble and reuptaked, right? So I can take basically any plant, in this case, we'll talk cannabis leaves. And if I take, you know, one pound of cannabis leaf and I can match that with one pound of sugar, um, brown sugar, ideally, um, but those are in equal parts and you just basically let it sit and it will turn into a natural fermentation. And after about three months, you, you pour off all that liquid. And that is a hemp specific nutrient blend with water soluble nutrients specifically mm. and the MPK values that the plant already uptook. And in addition, it's going to have. Uh, like plant hormones and other things that you don't typically get in your commercial products. I can do the same thing with cannabis flowers, and that's going to have higher amounts of phosphorus and other things that you can use as well. That's fucking genius. That is like playing with the natural, like, I mean, it, it blows It's, my it's mind. so simple, but it is, it, it, you're it, right, it's it genius. Is so, it, it is like, why reinvent the wheel when you already have the perfect system? Just mimic that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 kind of mind blowing how simple this is to be quite, quite honest. And like, that's the thing that I find funny about it. We're sitting here trying to like figure out how to solve these complex problems that when you peel back the proverbial onion, or in this case, cannabis rotting, putrefying leaves, you're like, God damn, this is pretty fucking brain dead. Like, I mean, it's like, what are you like, you know? I mean, it's got nuance. Trust yeah. me. I mean, listen, I, I have utmost respect for what you're doing in terms of no, no. I mean, but but it, but honestly, in a lot of ways, it is that simple. Like it is nuanced, but that's still being figured out. Like there is no like there is a couple established things, you know, out there, but that's all still new, you know. And it, it's basically, you know, what do you need? Nature has it. You know, fermenting mm -hmm. fermenting in general will get you a lot of like fermentation makes water soluble nutrients. You know, that's what you want. So I can take animal bones and I can ferment animal bones. I can get phosphorus out of it. I can do it with leaves. I can do it with glass clipping. I can do it with roots, you know, whatever you have around you. Um, you know what I find crazy about this is like this shit works for humans too. What are some I, of the Like I was thinking this is, Kimchi, this is your gut microbiome, kombucha, right? Like, the diversity like, in your gut yeah. microbiome is just, yeah, I mean, like the more diverse it is, the healthier you are in general. No, yeah, I mean, it's wacky. That's, I mean, funny you should mention that. Like, that's what I was researching in college. Like, the 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 Human Microbiome Project was just starting right in, in college, yeah. and I was I was designing my yeah. own probiotic at the time. And like, it's yeah, it's the exact same complex. It's it's competitive exclusion. You know, yeah. bad things yeah, can't yeah. colonize if there's just not enough room. Right, right, Don't right. Don't give it a no, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just it it 
it's infinitely fascinating because you're like, oh, look, I'm not different than a plant or <laughs> like, you're like, I am, this shit is the same, no matter what we're talking about. And I mean, look, and it is that simple sometimes, right? I mean, anyway, I, I digress. Well, Let's no, no. So, well, in the simplicity of it, I mean, for probiotics, for example, like, um, you know, do you guys take probiotics? Do you like them? Like, yeah, like most of those dairy based ones are like the lactobacillus ones, you know, one, right. one, one technique that we use in KNF is lab lactobacillus culturing, um, which is you take rice wash water. So the water left over after rice, you let it sit out, it'll colonize. You then, uh, once there's like a nice little film on top, you pour that into some milk. Um, in our case, we're going to be getting goats. So we'll have fresh goat milk and you Ooh, put it cool. in there and then you, uh, you culture out the, the lactobacillus and you, you, you know, basically keep, keep the liquid and that's full of lactobacillus bacteria. Right. And then your cheese is just kind of a byproduct, you know, so your waste product, it's cheese. Exactly. Cause what I, what I want is that is I want that little fermentation and I got the, the lactobacillus culture. Now, fun thing about a mushroom farm is, you know, our one challenge about mushrooms is that they spoil quickly. So we're getting a freeze dryer. So we're going to be able to freeze dry our mushrooms. Um, but if I take that lactobacillus liquid and I, you know, I then ferment it or I sporify it in this case, which I, I'll match mm -hmm. it with equal part sugar again, um, I can then freeze dry that and I'll have lactobacillus spores, which I can add that to that. That's you that's can what inoculate another medium. Yeah, that's that's your probiotic product right there. That can go in a capsule. Oh, that can go in, shit. No, that can go in yogurt. That can go in whatever. Like that's 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 the process to make it. But the farmer can do that. You know, the farmer can do that with rice and air and a freeze right. dryer is a, a, a specific piece of equipment. But and so, other... like, let's just take a quick inventory of what we what we have at this point, right? We've got mushrooms. Clearly, we've yeah. got a regenerative fertilizing source. With you know, we've yeah. got cheese. We've, <laughs> we've got a probiotic. And we have done nothing to extend past the boundaries of our little cute little. And box. I think no. most importantly, you have zero waste. No, that's exactly it's a, so zero yeah, waste. You've got nothing. And by the way, you can do it again tomorrow because the shit is not going anywhere. Like, oh, exactly. So and anything that does go to waste, like our mushroom blocks, for example, like mushroom blocks, I can crumble those out. I, I can put those outside and those can become outdoor beds over time. Um, in our case, we're going to we're setting up worm bins. So we're going to have some continuous mm. flow through worm bins. And, and we'll now, have... what does that bring to the party? Worm castings, top, top shelf garden amendment. Fertilizer, um, best fertilizer. You know, yeah, high quality sort of like, so we're, I, so on the farm, I have a, about a, most of an acre that I'm going to do in the ground kind of forest plot hemp. I'm, I'm going to do some hemp in, in uh, pots as well. And I'm going to be doing custom blends of my own soil as well. So I have, I have clay on the property. I have compost on the property. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a, worm castings. I'll have all types of microbial solutions that I can add to it. So I can get, you know, I can make very, very fertile soil. soil. Right, right, right. Now, now like let, let's, let's shift to capitalism for two seconds. So let's talk about <laughs> it. Because I, I, because I'm curious, right? Like, so, so you have these worm castings that it seems like they're commercially viable, right? Like you've got yes. obviously the mushrooms that are commercially viable. Anything else turning out of this little uh, Petri dish that, that are, goat cheese, goat yeah. cheese obviously, I mean, probiotics, goat, goat cheese is it. So it's, it's all a question of scale. Some of it we'll call a farmer's market scale. Some of it could be, you know, an actual production scale. But in the in the Korean natural mar farming, like there's natural products that will come out of it is so really high grade fish sauce is something that comes mm. out of it. So we ferment fish to get a lot of nutrients. Um, vinegar are, are you actually planning on doing that? Yeah. 
It's called what, FAA. What, what kind of fish are we talking about? Any any kind of fish works. You know, again, it's 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 what you have available. You know, ideally, I, I can you. ideally I can go to the market and just get. I can, I just want scraps. You know, the heads, whatever bones, whatever whatever's gonna get dumped. Yeah, if but, you want in an ideal circumstance, but I mean, you, can you get want that shit from Safeway. I mean, you know, like the butcher's gonna have all that stuff. You know, uh, you you do want wild caught. Right. You want, you want, Got it. All you right. want, so we, so we do have some boundaries on this situation here. Well, you want, okay. you want, you want, so it's the same thing. Like I'm not going to go to the grocery store and I'm not going to ferment, you know, oranges that I get there. I'm going to ferment oranges out of the tree because a lot of what I want in that fermentation process is that I am the actual colony right. on the outside yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. And in the, in the food, in the food grade industry, they do everything they can to kill everything on everything. So, yeah. You know. Okay. So, so it's just not even, Literally, the the pun intended, the juice is not worth the squeeze in this case. So. No, and, and that being said, you can still make a product that'll work. Like if you're in a pinch and do that, but it's it's just not best practice, and it doesn't give you your best quality product. Yeah, okay, um, gotcha. you know, but mm -hmm. vinegar vinegar becomes a byproduct. Um, you know, we could make a probiotic out of that. We can make a probiotic product line out of that. Um, we can do mushrooms, mushroom powders, mushroom extracts. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Terry, so, can we so, back so up what, to that vinegar there for a second? Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, what what, yeah. what kind of vinegar are we making? And what is the difference between you doing that and turning it into alcohol? Oh, I can, I can, I can turn it into alcohol. You know, I, yeah. I'm not set up to do that, but that's, that's like that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, that fermentation <laughs> process. I, like, I need something. Saki, <laughs> give me some. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's throw some uh, mushroom into the rice and, and yeah. make some sake. Yeah, I mean, that, that is all the same thing. It's just using microbes to kind of change our solutions, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we can make it alcoholic. You can make it acidic. You can make it basic. You know, it's, 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 it's not, it's, it is chemistry, but it's not complicated chemistry. It's not, it's right. not it's anybody. It's natural chemistry. Yeah. It's already it, Exactly. It's something that the average farmer can easily observe too in nature. And like, that's kind of the idea is like, listen, like, Hey dummy, like you don't need to listen to all these companies with all these formulas, all these lists. You don't need to right, learn right, all this right. stuff. Like nature's doing it. This is just your, your quick fix to make. Well, it what, what I find, look, look I mean, I, I'm not, you know, uh, obviously I'm an educated person and whatnot, but listen, not in this, right? Like I didn't have any background in this. And one of the things that I think struck me so acutely with this is that it's immediately digestible information, right? Like, and if I was sitting with you in this box, I'm a hundred percent sure that like you take me through one round and it's like, it's even mm -hmm. more, more observable uh, skill acquisition when you're in person, like watching somebody do it. Cause it's the concepts are not, like no. mind wrenching right like you're not it's you're not trying to learn particle physics or you know like you know uh, neurosurgery trying to feed things no, like, you, yeah feed right things. like you're just trying to feed things right and like I, I always you know for years i grew up in san francisco area and everybody made sourdough like it was just a thing and like there was this idea, <laughs> and then the pandemic and, and, the fucking pandemic, and then all of a sudden like everyone in the bay area is like I've been doing this shit for we years. We gotta make sourdough again. Yeah, but I've been making sourdough since in the pandemic. I was one of the sourdough people. But you know, it's funny is one of the reasons I never did it is because from the outside, before you just sit down for thirty seconds and listen to what how it's done, mm -hmm. it seems super complicated. Mm -hmm. You're like, I can't <laughs> fermenting stuff to make bread. I don't know. This seems like this is like yeah, yeah. Much it took like all of five minutes from a guy who's been doing it forever to, to send me dried starter in the mm. mail from San Francisco, <laughs> you know, you react, you reanimate it overnight. And like, I've had that for a few years now and his starter is probably 15 years old. 
you know, like, so it's like super, I mean, this was shipped across the fucking country <laughs> in an envelope and it reanimated. <laughs> no problem. I mean, it's like, no, I mean, I'm getting, how I'm resilient some, could you possibly get? <laughs> I'm getting some SCOBY sent over from a natural farmer in, in, you know, he's one of the, he's one of the Gangiers, but he's over on the West coast, but he does a, a whole natural farm. So he's the same way sourdough people trade cultures and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. dude, I got same. 50 SCOBYs if you want them. <laughs> I have two, I have two kombucha fermentation things. I, I have a hotel in my closet. I think we yeah. eventually uh, composted well, it. I got to see what, what, what kind of environment it's coming from. You know, what, well, what I got mold with? in one of mine and I didn't even think that was possible. So I got to trash the one. So, well, so this is, so this is, that actually, there's, there's been that an evolution to that. So there's, you know, things like IMO and stuff. Some of it is uh, a little difficult and it's a little harder to do. Um, the Jadam is, is now the quote unquote ultra low cost version, which is like, all right, what is the absolute bare bones that we can make a viable farming system, which in this case, the Jadam microbial solution is water and, you know, boiled potato and some, some leaf mold or, or, mm. you know, or, or grass cuttings or whatever. And you just literally let it sit in a bucket and rot. You know, there's a huge thing. Uh, farmers traditionally are, are conditioned against putrefaction. But putrefaction still produces viable nutrients, you know, so I can mm. let a fermentation process go. And actually, I'm, I'm getting ready to do this now. Like I'm going to be basically treating my fields with, you know, once a week for, for a month with just this microbial solution, which would, is just a big bucket of boiled potato and, and whatever things. And I this is and this is for the, the hemp, Terry, right? Hemp and any other crop as well. So we any, anything else you're going to plant. Exactly. It's for the so soil. Yeah. You're just do, making this field like a Petri dish to see how. Yeah. And, and, and you get what you get as far as culture, whatever, whatever inoculates and grows is, is what, what Every, you're everything. getting. Everything, yeah. So I ideally I'll take samples from all over my property. I'll go to state parks. I'll go to a different place. Anywhere has got a healthy environment that looks like something I want to replicate. It's probably got five trillion things in there that are working really hard that I want working hard on my farm. Sure. You know? Yeah. And then so once that, you get that cultured, is that just sort of like keeps going and forever, like as long as you keep it healthy and yeah, well, I mean, like like nature keeps going forever. I, no, I mean, that's like, that's it. Like, you just I, it keep, is see it, this bitch, and you're off. To I, I am like, I'm partially so angry right now <laughs> because it takes a genius to figure out something this simple. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, like right, it's right. like it's already doing that. Just do that. No, I, there's I, um, I, uh, there's another one called you heard uh, Hugel cultures. No, no. So I, I, Taylor, I, I haven't heard of anything you talked about. Don't, I, I, I haven't there? been okay, following like, along at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> you got to keep up on your regenerative. The reason you're time. here, dude, is because we don't know anything of uh, what you're talking about. Like, I mean, well, nothing. <laughs> so a hugo culture is another technique that we're employing on the farm. Um, it's not a Korean natural farming. It's actually an ancient German regenerative farming technique. Um, but it's essentially, you know, digging a hole in the ground, filling it with IMO rich wood, really inoculated wood, and then kind of layering that wood with like wood chips and twigs and grass and whatever, and basically building a, a twiggy microbial rich compost pile that you then cover with dirt. And that becomes a planting bed that will feed and water itself uh, for about eight to 10 years. So you don't have to do shit for eight to 10 years except harvest. No, it'll take and, a year or two. Like if you plant the first year, it's not going to do great. But after a year yeah. or two, as it decomposes, like the wood retains all the water. So it holds moisture in there really, really well. It's got a whole complex digesting, you know, network yeah. of compost. So it's just and is it a raised berm. Is it? Yeah, is it's it, like a, a hill. Okay. You know? All right. Cool. cool. You could dig Very a hole. Cool. You could dig a hole in the ground too and make it like that, like a flat field. But it's, okay. it's yeah. just that Here's concept. Here's the million of, dollar question. How the fuck does 
ancient Germanic tribes figure this shit out. Like, I mean, come on, like this doesn't. Like, I mean, oh, it's it's a natural progression, though. It's one of those things where, like, you can see, like, if you look at like where a field meets, you know, a forest, or for example, or like that 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 woodland area that's like a blend of forest. Like, you can see where things are growing richly and where they're not. And you know, as you wow. start to play in different areas and plant in different things. Um, you just try to back, it, back it, it's one it. of those things you know it's you one just, of those things you can naturally kind of come to terms mm-hmm. with it like it's it's like it's like it's like the history of cannabis and, and hemp you know it, it was a seed bearing crop and because it produces so many seeds and it's actually so cannabis seeds are actually a superfood like it's a very nutritious source so we we really liked it you know there are some theories that credit all of modern day you know agriculture from the fact that we were eating a lot of cannabis <sighs> seeds and dropping them and that was the plant that we kind of observed as replicatably kind of plantable Mm. Um, and there's a lot of actually really interesting research that's kind of examining that, but it's, it's, but when you look at that plant and that natural evolution of how, you know, you, you, you find something you eat, you know, you, you covet it, you take it with you, you, you do it. And as you are a nomadic person, you're kind of going around, you're noticing places that it wasn't at before it was again. And these are places that you came and you brought this, this is the only part of the plant that you really brought with you. Right. Um, Mm. And then from there, your hands get sticky and you learn about hash and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> natural it's, it's evolution. Nat- yeah. No, it, it's something that I think, you know, from a natural kind of just human curiosity, like I can very easily see how people, like for me, a better question is like, how do we forget to do this? You know, it's, it seems really no, easy. That is to a like, valid point, man. Like if you just look at nature in a forest, like this is what it's doing. It's dropping leaves and that's, yeah. pretty, and then it's getting rained on and something's going on out there, but not much else. Our technology no, you're right. so and like, fast, we forgot everything. Exactly. And, and it, or it, it was is deliberately made complicated. Uh, yeah, probably. Right, right. <laughs> For probably. Well, I mean, look at the Industrial Revolution and everything that's happened since, right? Like that, the Industrial Revolution provided such a, a haven from like abject shitty living conditions <laughs> that like I think it just went a little haywire. Like, all right, if we can solve these really bad problems, what other things? And it just we got so hyper-focused on efficiency and whatnot, but that we literally in what, a hundred and some odd years kind of forgot about being human. We've done that in so many markets, Matt. I mean, like even, even like, like, so listen, if you don't breastfeed, I'm not beating you up, but like this, and this is a fucking weird tangent, but like it's a weird at one, at one point in the (laughs) fifties, breast milk was promoted as more healthy or, or should I say formula is promoted as more healthy than breast milk. And it's like, uh, in what fucking world would the thing that the mom makes be less right. healthy than something coming out of a can? Now, that, that's oh, not, by the way, every human that, that contributed to has ever lived is actually. Yeah. So it's a weird tangent, but I mean, we, we do that. We do that for profit. We do that for... Right. whatever the reason is because we think we know better and it's like no no we're trying we're so trying it, to compete instead of finding you know what works and then you know uh, uh, this is all very are... this is all very Taoist to me yeah well, well, no. so listen, <laughs> for, for me for me the fascinating piece of this story is that through the lens of this show in particular but tom and i's lifestyles in general the the environmentalist impact and contribution that this could make is super fascinating but i'm also a pragmatist and in an age of capitalism like knowing that you could actually do both be very ecologically responsible probably bolster your yield and make money at the same time kind of strikes me as the holy trinity of capitalism and yet 
I don't know. And Taylor, it, it is the unicorn. Know. It is yeah, unicorn. like let me know what your thoughts are on this. But like, it feels like we're just we're staring the unicorn in the face and then punching it in the nose. Like it's like, <laughs> like I, I don't understand why we're not. You know, no, and that's that's the kind of I mean that's that's how it was designed. You know, that's you know I I have been an activist in the cannabis space and in the, the natural space for a long time, which you know the ideals of activism will never fully translate into you know the modern ecosystem, as it were. You know, so how do we do that? And you know, for me, you know, it took a long time to figure out how do I do this in you know an ethical manner. Um, this is like my ethical production. Like here, I can produce things at right. large scale, and specifically, you know, combining the hemp as a as a cash crop um, with the intention of going to THC cannabis, mm. um, as well as you know the medicinal gourmet mushrooms, which some of those are pretty pricey in and of themselves, mm. but in, a, in in the, with the intention of going to psilocybin, like these are cash crops that. You know, I could charge a hundred dollars a pound for one of those, and that's astronomically more than you get for like corn, for example, like feed corn. Mm. So it's the type of deal that I can present this hopefully one day to farmers as a model. Like, not only can we really take care of your property and do things, give you the best right. food production yourself, but I can make you shitload more money than you would normally make with a regular crop. But that's these what are I'm the, saying. Like, you're that's, in, what I, in that's a exactly the box. intersection I'm talking yeah. about. Right? Oh, like, yeah, like, but, I can but it build... requires. Yeah, it requires having that cash crop though. And like that's that's the real rub now. That's why it's you know, it's the cash crops that are gonna bring on the farming kind of revolution in there. And those mm. caps crops, you know, are the psilocybin mushrooms and you know the cannabis in both of its form. Like C B D C B D hemp is pricey. Like retail is, is over a thousand dollars a pound. Yeah. But you you know, you know what you told me and I, I don't I don't remember it, so I'm gonna let you kind of tell Tom what it was, but you said some astronomically large percentage of the mushrooms grown in the United States are grown in one area that happened yeah. to monopolize early and, and take care of that. So well, one County in Pennsylvania, I can probably, I mean, up exactly and, and what kind of mushrooms are we talking about? All of them or Gro all the grocery store chains, you know? So that's, that's so you're actually, talking about your buttons and your race. Uh, your, yeah. Your, your, uh, your portobello. Portobello's, portobello's, yeah. A lot Which, of by the way, Tom, I got to tell you, and I'm going to make fun of him a little bit. As <laughs> cool as Taylor is, he refuses to work with shit mushrooms. So I mean, he's not like. Listen, I think shit mushrooms taste like ears. Yeah. They, they have the same texture, and they have that amount of appeal to me. Yeah, well, it it just limits the kind of facility you can have, and it limits the species you have. And and you know those button ones, they're ubiquitous. Anything you can buy in a grocery store right now is you know a very cheap mushroom. But right. uh, you know, all right, thank you for. Uh, but portobello mushrooms, you know, brother, are fucking delicious. I'm, oh, I, hell yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're great. But I'm saying button mushrooms, I'd rather chew on a human ear, and that's fucking yeah. up. <laughs> like that. That is that is the texture. That is the what I assume the flavor is. Yeah, not Mike I mean, Tyson. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better not be taking swings at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I saw him on a commercial the other day, by the way, just uh, advertising for like a computer controlled punching bag where you can kind of like get velocity and angle of insertion. And he's and breaking the stuff. fucking bag. No, uh, and he's like <laughs> functionally like out of his mind. Like he doesn't even, I don't even know if he was. I, I love him so much now. I got to say, like when you told me that he started like oh, raising yeah, frogs. Yeah, did you hear this? He's I'm like, motherfucker's a genius. Frogs. Yeah. So he's all up on the frog tangent now. Man. Not he, only does he, he have an unlimited tap of five e uh, five DMAO, yeah, like he's he went nuts, man. I mean, he's he's a conservationist now too, unintentionally or intentionally. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. So he he went and he went and hit some five DMAO uh, like Sonoran frog style and like 
like loved it and like loved it so much that he has a frog farm and it like so, now i have found no evidence that this is actually a hundred percent true except for a, like maybe three or four sources that all kind of had similar ish stories so i really hope this is true because this might be the coolest fucking story i've ever seen <laughs> like heard of but like i mean listen I, I we've all had our experiences on this stuff um and listen once you once you get a taste for it it's really a small leap for me to 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 realize that somebody could have just saw, seen the light mm -hmm. literally and figuratively and been like oh no this is this is this path <laughs> you, you know uh, i mean i know taylor you're 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 on the psilocybin side i i'm on the lsd side i mean i I, I became a very quick believer in that as a healing path for me personally mm. when I when I got involved with it. Uh, I'm out, I'm pro LSD. Yeah, well, no, I know, but you're you're you know, and maybe we should take like a a, a little bit of here because I know you're you're passionate about that, and this kind of leads back to the garden box, situation or the farm box situation. But like, you know, you you definitely are passionate about the 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 this um, sacred nature of the psilocybin. Though. Like you 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 oh, treat yeah. it with a lot of. Uh, Reverence. All, all and, of the all of the plant teachers and toads. Yeah, yeah, and toads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I I do like it because what you know I look. I knew a lot of kids in college. I grew up in the nineties. It was a rave culture. Everyone was like dropping this, that, and the other, and seeing lights, dancing with lights, glow sticks everywhere. It was a lot of fun, but it wasn't exactly sacred, right? Like it wasn't really getting in touch with an ancestral anything. It was mm. just getting fucked up on something that'll make your mind go crazy and. You know, hey, listen. That sounds a time so Gen X, it. by the way, Matt. That is I mean, so listen, Gen X. Uh, totally. No. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. You can look me up anywhere. You know how old I am, man. You, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to put, put math together here, brother. I mean, you know when I grew up. I was there too, but I was in class. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Well, but... No, I'll, I'll put this out there. I mean, I would say that that's that's your co that's your collective, you know, community ceremony of the modern 21st century. You know, I, I mean, that's I, a I, really I would argue great spin that's on it. Are you line. in public relations <laughs> <laughs> for drugs? Yes. They're much better spin. in public. Uh, God, that no, was... but but seriously, I mean, that's like again, like I'm I'm like I'm in the camp that there is no such thing as recreational drug use. Like that's yeah, that's okay, a, that's well, a made-up concept. At all times, right. we you're are medicating down something. the path reluctantly. I get it. Yeah. And if you're, if you're out there with a bunch of people, you know, having a good time, like that's a lot of what psychedelic ceremonies are like the communal ceremonies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're they don't right, need to be assigned not, to a deity right. or anything, you know, right. there, there's something psychedelic that everybody taps into with those and whatever that venue does, you know, like it's a, it's at one hand, a very deep, like so I like to go out in the middle of the woods with, you know, five grams of mushrooms and no one around me and, and, and do wow. a thing. But wow. you know, some people like to take two grams and, and dance around a party and do whatever. And that's also a valid thing as well. That, that is that is spiritual. You know, it is. What, what Listen, is that? If, what if, is that Pink Floyd album or yeah. the Pink Floyd song? <laughs> Several species of small furry animals grooving with a pit. <laughs> like, like that. That's the, what the, that sounds like to me, man. The psychedelic space elves, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you, by the way, if this is too personal, just tell us it's off limits. But I got to I got to ask you because I think Bring I remember on. the question, but. Tell Tom if you could what your what your highest dose of mushrooms <laughs> is because I, if I remember this number right, Tom might fall off his chair. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna. 
Um, so I'll, 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 I'll clarify it with a disclaimer. You know, I, you know, I'm part of the, the We're big on disclaimers here. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a psychonaut. It's not a okay. trained professional or whatever, but it is, a, it's a group of people that, that consciously try to explore the space. We take notes on it. We, we do, there, there's, there's a lot of research and, and responsible drug use behind this. So within that realm of responsible drug use is, you know, pushing the limits, if you will, of mm -hmm. your own personal limits and, and what these drugs do. Something like psilocybin very specifically is highly dose dependent. You know, a microdose yeah, yeah, or a yeah. macrodose yeah. Is, is a whole different experience, right? Well, so if you want to ask yourself personally, A, how far you can go and what is like where it gets to, like that's where I'm you get I'm scared, man. I'm scared. <laughs> so I did uh, my, my personal highest dose of psilocybin mushrooms was 12 grams dried. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, that's, that's like that, that's <laughs> two and a half times a hero's dose. Well, I, 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 that's I did the that exact with, number I had in my mind, and I was like, "Please be right." Please be right. <laughs> I did that right, with a, a 30x uh, harmalin extract as well. Which, if you have holy haven't shit, used, that's that's a fucking crazy alkaloid. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you yeah. haven't holy played with, it's great. It it goes great with acid. It grows dude, great with mushrooms. Uh, dude, harmalines, <laughs> man. I like like I did this psychotropic course, and they're like, "Watch the harmalines. Watch the harmalines. <laughs> Enter your face or oh watch my god. <laughs> I mean, har harmalines. They they make all of the visual experiences like more likely and more pronounced and like more. It's 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 a like if you oh. if you you've had a psychedelic experience and you've had psychedelic like actual hallucinations you know take that and like intensify all of it like that's what harmala is doing. oh my god how much how much harmalines how many and i mean was I it made, a pure harmaline was it like I, what I did, was I the made, source i made my own extraction out of syrian root seeds um okay syrian, all right syrian root okay. has a lot of it so i made a syrian root extraction you know i did like a 30 is, is that like, one of the few compact is that one of the few plants that's still legal or is that illegal? Yeah, they're, they're legal. Um, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I've done a. So, I've done so a Taylor Tom is an a, a, a Eastern medicine practitioner. I, and a, yeah, and I a, thought I thought we were gonna fucking talk about cordyceps. This yeah, is no, so uh, much better. This oh, is so I, much better. <laughs> oh, we got cordyceps for days too. <laughs> I, yeah, what, no. Are you are you I, like are you inoculating living like are you? silkworms or bugs or something like that because i know there's a lot of species of cordyceps so actually my my business partner just took a course on uh a technique for culturing them in bags and jars so i actually have to read that i'm not sure what they're so it's is. ethical too you don't actually have to kill silkworms which was the old-fashioned way of doing it yeah a lot of them do grow on there i mean i'm still going to be doing that so i'm going to do so i'm also i do my He's own ipm so plenty of worms brother don't worry about it yeah I, I'm uh, no I'm, I'm not upset about it but i'm, I'm going to be saying like well, no, it's everything. You, some people want vegan cordyceps, and you're like, that doesn't. That's, that's, uh, not, that's a not, thing. not my cordyceps. <laughs> that, that is not how cordyceps work. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm making. I'm so for, for farming my own nematodes. So like, I'll have predatory nematodes mm, that I can mm. use. Um, you do them on, and that's on amazing for the like soil that. too. Exactly. I mean, that's that's a, that's an IPM measure. That's a product. Yeah. You know, that's useful for the environment as well. Um, but that'll be done on some 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 form of maggot. I think waxworm is, works best. Okay. Yeah, fuck waxworms. Those fuckers. I mean, you know, we we could like literally go on for years on this. I mean, and honestly, I I, I actually kind of mean that. I mean, human sleep requirements will will kick in long before <laughs> my my uh, patience for this conversation will wear out. So, just in the interest of kind of like asking uh, what what's next for you in here, like when when you finish like where you're at. I know you got this going um like 
where do you see this going? Like, what 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 do you think's on the horizon from this? Like, where does this go? Uh, I mean, immediate future, you know, new business, you know, this model is, is replicatable. It's customizable. You know, it's, it's a highly collaborative community. You know, there's a lot of competition out there, but there's a lot of people trying to work together and, and form partnerships and, you know, where this leads to in an ideal sense, you know, it's a, it's a farming revolution. Um, I think there's a tremendous revolution to be done in hemp, um, you know, and the yeah, industrial yeah. side as well, which that's, you know, our next farming project. If this all goes well, we're looking at, you know, 500 acres to a thousand acres to do industrial wow. plots. Well, um, I mean, Cannabox and a bunch of other people are kind of doing the. Uh, the and and, the and we're saying too. in the box model. Oh, no, no. That, this, this, will, this will be for the, the, the complete model um, for, okay, the, for, the, right. for the mushroom boxes. I mean, that that again, I mean, that's just stackable. You know, it's, it's yeah. how, how much money we can make, how quickly and then we can either go horizontally, we can go vertically, we can right. put them on other properties like they'll fit. You know, I, I live in downtown Baltimore. Like I can fit it. I can fit this in an alleyway in some. Places. Right, right. That's Jesus, exactly right. And, and what's neat about it, too, is like you got um, when I was out at uh, at a show in Vegas for cannabis, like they were they had the uh, cannabis versions of this and they had solar arrays on the roofs of these things so that like you didn't even need an extension cord. I it's mean, completely unplugged. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you need to water it, which I think is the rate limiter, you know, obviously if there was like a rain barrel or something, you could kind of maybe mm. tap into it. You could probably MacGyver your way into a solution there. But I mean, absolutely. You know, the, the, I mean, the, the, the electricity, like the, the capability to put this off grid is absolutely there. That's, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Of, like the that's requirement a is so low. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, technologically, it's really like the regulations that you land it, run into problems that like it's mm. it's illegal, like in a lot of places to have an off grid water hookup, like it's illegal to collect rainwater, like it's which is so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, but you know what? I've those stories are all still in the books. But I mean, have you ever, you know, and you're you're probably more qualified than any of us to answer this. But have you ever heard of anyone getting prosecuted for collecting rainwater? In a yes. You, what? Florida. The fuck out here. Really? No, yeah, of course, gonna, Florida. I was working on Florida. 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 God damn Florida. No, God like, damn it, it Florida. Like, you're fucking everything up. <laughs> yeah, it, right, was, like, it was illegal to have an off-grid water hookup, and we were not allowed. Like, we we talked to the permit. I was like, you know, we have a water pump. Like, we have that on here, but can we also collect rainwater? And they're like, no. Um, and there's also a couple of people that had got busted doing it. Actually, you see it a lot in the cannabis industry. Like that's, that's one of the big rays that they used to crack down and find out like some of these illegal grows that are out in the middle of nowhere in the desert or whatever. Like a lot of the justification for off-grid setups is the underground crime that taps in and utilizes. You, you need to waste you know? utilities. Right. Yeah, like exactly. that just seems like, fucking like, bananas so to me. Like, you, you know, it's like I can't insane. collect the rain. It's not what? <laughs> like, what no, it's not. Like I got a great barn with like like metal roofs. Like it'll collect a lot of water off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, but if we're you're on a farm in the middle of nowhere, like I mean, is anybody busting your balls about collecting rainwater to pump into your? What if just that buckets too? laying everywhere? Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't. I I can't imagine. Like it, it I think it'd really fall down to. I don't know whoever's going to come in and inspect you on it. I mean, I've never had, I've never had an issue with right, anything right. of that nature, but no, I, I mean, I've definitely I, heard I, of I'm it. I'm kind of half kidding, half serious, like question. Like, I mean, are you kidding? That, I just that not... pisses me off. I mean, there's yeah, so many ass backwards <laughs> laws. Well, it's, like, it's... like, if you want to let me off the chain here, I'm like, that fucking, that, that fucking rubs me. I mean, with, way. with most, oh, yeah. mo mostly with the way, you know, the way the laws exercises who and what you're around. So like, I, I want to, I would love to put my own off-grid solar panels up and have my own battery banks, but you know, not only is that, you know, technically not allowed, but I'm also really near it's Smeco, which is a new solar plant that came up. And part of that is like, it's plugged into the grid or whatever. So like if I'm directly competing with, you know, your local utilities or whatever, like you're far more likely to, 
get found out and you know then have some kind of consequence so in the state of maryland i will tell you this i mm -hmm. i have um a house in an hoa that specifically prohibits solar panels on your roof for i got for, solar panels oh because they, they don't they don't look nice or whatever right no yeah but here's the thing in the state of maryland it is illegal to prohibit somebody from harnessing the power of the sun for your own home so it is in direct violation of state law and i can actually stick a giant middle finger to my hoa and say here are my 85 solar panels do it yeah but, and so but, like so do, i'm saying this because your farm's in maryland isn't it uh-huh yep or, yeah so here's the thing i i would actually be curious to look into that law and and i can reach out to you offline because my client is uh is a um, solar installer one of the biggest in the state uh -huh. And he's the one who told me about that. And I do believe that they would not have a case against you for the solar panel part. I can't talk about the water. Well, part. no, it's the issue with the solar panels is, is does that have to be on a PPE program where I plug that solar no. panel into the grid? No, you can be completely autonomous. And that, really? that okay. is a Maryland state law, <laughs> at least at a yeah, residential level. I don't know how that translates at a commercial to level. commercial, which you would for sure fall under. But, well, um, that, the farm box uses less, you know, it uses less energy than a, a household of four or five. You know, it's not. So it's, what about again, windmills? I mean, we got other options. I mean, that's again, you got to have a windy place, you know? Yeah, right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, Maryland, I mean, and the Chesapeake Bay, I really want to get into the tidal power, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah we man, got, that's we've got insane, really extreme right? Yeah, we could that's do a lot really of that. cool. You know, I got into, I, I'm like down this wormhole right now about oyster farming because I'm super. <laughs> you want to swim in the harbor? Is well, that no, what you're I want to, one oyster purifies like 50 gallons of water a day. It's insane, and, man. Like, that, and that all you got to do is dump that is shit in the fucking well, water. Throw, throw your oyster water. shells in with a bunch of vinegar and let it sit and you got a calcium additive for your farm. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there you go. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like we have all these like cheap little biohacks for our farms and like i, I don't oh, just yeah. don't you know um it's all right man. There. so <laughs> god damn thank you so incredibly much for doing this like you you uh you this was a great conversation i mean literally i mean this we could literally talk to you all night <laughs> oh I, I i'm a talker i'll go on <laughs> i mean this is I, but this is kind of how the whole podcast started it was just me and matt like bsing and then it's like I think people would listen to this. No, absolutely. And like, <laughs> and like the thing is, is these are topics that like when, you know, just like when I talked to you about this box thing and you started telling me about the regenerative farming thing, I was like, this isn't immediately recognizable as good topic, right? Like nobody, nobody in their right fucking mind is going to hear this conversation and go, yeah, that guy's an idiot. Like, of course not. Like, it's like, there's a, a, bad, fucking, there's a bad idea. <laughs> like, it's a terrible idea. Like, you know, like using less to grow more and then like that, getting it. That is capitalism in a nutshell, right? Yeah, right. Exactly, right. 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 I mean, so, so like, I, I, I don't know, but you know, I, I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful that you uh, were able to come on tonight and check this out. And yeah, and happy to be here. This. Yeah, Terry, thank you so much, man. This was yeah. amazing. Like yeah, Taylor, so we Taylor, sorry, no, you're good. <laughs> no, let's. Okay, I, I've, no I've been drinking. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, my 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 consulting partner is named Terry. Actually, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what a coincidence, huh? Oh Jesus. Um. So so yeah. So Taylor, um, I am going to ask that you uh put in the chat if you wouldn't mind, 
any way to get in touch with you or whatever, we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd oh, love to, if you've yeah. got anything you want to plug with it, we can throw that in there as well. But in general, um, I would love to. I was going to say, I'm currently relaunching all of my social media because I got no, dinged by fine. the algorithm. Well, this so. is going to be a bit a tick before this launches anyway. So, like, you, you don't have yeah, to if you need, Yeah, if you need to update it, you can probably get it to us before it goes live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. But, like, in general, man, I mean, you know, one of the things that I got into this whole, like, idea uh, of not not just the, the health thing in general, but, you know, putting a message out there through the show and through the other channels that Tom and I are playing with Um is that like, I only want to be a steward of cool fucking things that are really good for the future of our species. And like, this is literally as square down the middle and that efficient as can possibly exist. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm about that. I'm, I mean, as you know, I'm about similar values. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And so, so yeah. So if there's anything we can do to like plug this out for you or whatever, I'm, I'm super psyched. So that's your LinkedIn and fun. Perfect. Yeah, we got yep, it. That'll work. I mean, again, we still like, we still need to pick a name for our farm too. So like, we're still, yeah, you know, like, I, I'm just, <laughs> I, like this whole year, I'm just trying to make everything work. So, you know, it's you know, really we'll, funny. We'll Tom and I spent many, many weeks like literally stuck without it that that was like one of the <laughs> hardest decisions we made yeah, like, it, it was like sophie's choice you're like what about this dumb name or that dumb name which is the worst dumb name let's talk about this for like three we definitely overanalyzed it it should have been just just go fuck it yeah, we'll say what's the, name the first later. words that come to your mind yes okay great we're gonna go with that one. yeah i stay yeah, away like, from like the sales and marketing like i'll make your shit work and i'll get you a ton of product like you gotta be you gotta yeah, have the names yeah. you gotta have the I logos mean, like that's hard it's hard to do yeah look i mean my other business was is a marketing business so like i spend all day in that so when it comes to the stuff that i'm passionate about like this and really want to kind of keep going forever like i didn't want to think so hard about it but marketing it this kind of stuff is an unfortunate devil of reality no it is it's no no shade it's just not my skill set (laughs) yeah no i feel you no but at the same time like i it wasn't shade it was more like me just being fatigued and being like no i just want to like have fun and talk to cool people and and promote good shit i don't want to like think about marketing like that's no that's good i mean this is this is like i i listen like there's there's both of these spaces you know are three mushrooms hemp and regenerative farming like there's a lot of people hungry for this information like it's it's 100 which is which is exactly why this you you caught it right before the wave i think you got the perfect timing we talked about that yeah we talked about that the other day actually this this is it i i think cannabis kicked the door open it is now you can't stop it and and as much of the bad shit oh god i'm gonna get preachy uh (laughs) as much of the bad shit that's going on right now the things that we need to fix the problem are like smacking us in the fucking face it's done whether that whether that's psychedelics whether that's cannabis whether that is just changing how we do everything it's right, right there no it's it's, it's all right so true that's you, where it all leads i mean yeah two drink maximum on me man yeah yeah right, right, right. <laughs> no but 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 listen it, that is where it's all going and like i think we're gonna look back on this podcast in five years and laugh our asses off because like that's just the world hey, that's it. Yeah. Over, yeah you know what i mean so all right, Taylor, man. Good, good talking to you, brother. Yeah, thank you so you much. Great, great meeting you, man. Of course, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Be safe. You bet. Take care, buddy. All right, peace. Hey, all right. Tom, that was that super was cool. 
Am I am I too drunk? I, I no man, this was perfect. Honestly, you know what? He was great. He was fucking perfect. Yeah, and and honestly, Tom, for our first guest, I mean, I, it was a home. I run. think I, I think we nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, at at one point when we put this up, we're gonna we're gonna say uh, douchey things like put in the comments below what you think. But quite frankly, spoiler alert, I don't give a fuck what you think. He was a cool guest. I listen, look, man, that, <laughs> that, that's like, and that is, that is like on the global aspect of what we're trying to do, you, you know, like that, that is it. That is it. How can we do more with less? How can we recreate the, the thing that's been going on all along that we somehow have like forgotten about? You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, I mean, um, that is just about as precise as you could you can put it. I mean, you know, and you know what, quite frankly, you know, not to get like woo-woo or wooshy on this, but like I, I that's exactly why I got into this thing with you and why I'm passionate about this whole space. Look, man, we need people like we need a thousand there. guests like that. Well, you get people like him that are busting their balls out there every day to like press the envelope and like come up with these like very Look, that Korean farming thing, I looked this up the other day. Like, it's a big movement if you're into it's, the movement. Like, it's, it's but, of, like, but, like, isn't that anything, right? Like, right. no one gives a shit about jujitsu unless you do jujitsu. Right, and then it's the best you, you know, thing. And ever, then it's, right? and then, oh, my God. Right. How amazing is this? Yeah, how, and like, yeah, that's you exactly know? right. Right. And, it, it, like, talking him to the other, you know, when first of all, I've been having weird conversations. And 12 grams scares the living I mean, shit Jesus out Christ, of me. Right? Yeah, no, like he and I have been having these wacky conversations for years and years. And like, I absolutely have always appreciated him, but it wasn't in really until this farming thing came along that I really realized that, you know, you've got some very intelligent people who, who by one side of the societal coin could be judged in this really specific way. Well, about like their hips or like, something, yeah. Like yeah, most yeah. people don't fucking look at twelve grams of mushrooms as like a normal thing by any stretch of the imagination. Quite frankly, I'm that one of fucking. Them. That is fucking insane to me, man. Um, yeah, dude. And and like, even even adding harmalines, dude, you're mixing psychedelics. So I had forgotten about the harmaline part, and so I, I, when he said that, I was like, oh, um, shit, well, when when he mentioned when he when he mentioned rue, I felt a lot better because if he said belladonna or something right, like that, some he's fucking dead. Things. Yeah, he yeah, should have yeah. died. But here's the thing, though. One thing you, you don't know about him, but I do, is that he's incredibly calculating and like he's very very good at what he does and and, and, and honestly I, I like i'm now ordering some psychedelics that i know that are legal yeah oh, for sure like yeah. like the second he said that i'm like fuck you i'm Done. doing that my amazon card is already full <laughs> well no 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 you gotta you sometimes you gotta go a little weirder you gotta like yeah, find something on yeah, etsy yeah, that yeah, is like fun. marketed as an incense or something yeah i, I got you <laughs> So, so coming off of that high. Oh shit! Let me let me stop this, man. No, no, hold on. We're we're not done yet. We gotta, oh, we're we not done yet. Yeah. We oh were, shit! Now, we're, now we're, you're we're gonna. Go. I'm sorry. There's gonna be a little gap in my no, my fine. speech. But, so what what are we what are you getting into now? I mean, it's a little hard to come. Oh off shit! That. We didn't wrap up. Oh no. my god. Yeah, man. No more drinking while I do this. No, that's fine. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to plug through this, and I've said it several weeks in a row now. I'm like three quarters of the way of the through the text of a um, cupping manual 
for home use. Oh, right. right. You I said mean, that last time. Yeah, yeah. Our whole thing is trying to, I, I, I want to say, democratize, demonetize, and get this into the hands of the people. So I feel like if I write a book and I put a course together, I'm getting cupping back to its roots, which is this very uh, hands-on, everybody does it. Everybody has a grandmother that does it. So that's really where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's cool. So what what are you so up you, to, man? What are you? No, you you, you know what? Other honestly, than wanting to go skiing. No, no, there's that. That's just the fun part of it. But um, I am actually uh, balls deep right now in <laughs> a um, in a thought exercise that is turning into a project on oh no the, the value of multidisciplinary thinking and how to awesome. apply it. Yeah. And so, um, you know what? I'm not, I, I full disclosure, I'm not a hundred percent sure where this is going, uh, at the moment. Um, I do know that I am more than a little bit down the road on this project. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's taking shape, but in, in truth, mm. it started very amoeba like, and we're, we're now into like almost single cell organism shape. So it's, it's, you, you, you've got, it's a progressing, a but body. it's, yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of moving, but it's, mm. it's, uh, I don't know where it's going yet. Um, it's taken a couple turns, but, but interestingly, and maybe not coincidentally, my intrigue with guys like Taylor and his, and what he's going on the amount of cross-disciplinary thinking yeah that's yeah absolutely that and that's very clear is mind-boggling like i mean yeah. it's like you know like the amount of of baseline stuff you have to put in your head to just be able to conceptualize and listen not tooting mm -hmm. our own horns but like there were many times tonight where i was off the rails with him like i didn't yeah. understand what he was saying but for the most part, I did understand most of what he was saying, but it was only because you and I have had 10,000 conversations with 10,000 different people about all these in, in an things. arena that's similar. Yeah, right. And so like so many of the things that he was touching mm. on, it would be real easy to lose the nuance if you didn't have a really wide swath of background. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then it, that's when this project kind of cycles back to itself and says, well, you know, if you want to be good at anything at all, you gotta know a lot about a lot, right? Yeah, like it's oh, not, yeah, it's yeah. not just like, you can't just have like an Instagram no. education no. On a topic and pair it back something in this recursive echo chamber that we've talked about a hundred times. Well, like, you know, not, it's, it's like this die, you know, the, this diametrically opposed idea of like, jack of all trades master of none right. and it's like you know that that by the way whoever said that for, was a fucking idiot I, like, you know it's like no if you have a wide berth of what you know you immediately have more tools more yeah. dispensable ways of figuring out problems and than I just had this one little bore right and i had this conversation with somebody once who said that to me and i said it's actually should be jack of all trades master of anything i want to do like yeah I mean, absolutely like, that, like absolutely. that's really like that's really the change it, on know, its we, head of that conversation the the so. the opposite idiom that we use is to a man with just a hammer 
Right. Everything. Everything looks like that looks like a nail. So right. why do we want that? Right. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that is like the that is the antithesis of of all awesome, right? Like, even I mean, even like... even this concept of Renaissance man. It wasn't you were just a painter. You were a fucking painter. You were a sculptor. You right. build shit. Yeah, you know, you you knew things. Well, this cross disciplinary thing's got me down the polymath rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean it all like it all weaves together. And it's like basically all this says to me in in a nutshell is like be fucking curious about everything around you be and nothing curious. will be hard. That is that <laughs> is a very Stephen Kotler out of uh what Last Tango and Hyper Yeah, Space. right. Last, yeah. Last Tango, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, but like, it, but it's also very true. It's like you know, like look, the genesis of this show is we're very curious about a lot of fucking weird shit, and here here comes the show. And who yeah. knows? Maybe nobody listens to it, but maybe maybe that's not the case. Maybe we care. resonate with people. But maybe, maybe I don't give a shit. Maybe I'm just having. A maybe good we're just doing this for a yeah. good time. Totally right. So anyway, listen. Awesome. Had a great time. With awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad we had him on there. I'll put everything in the show notes. We're gonna we're gonna try to pump Taylor, um, as much as we can because uh, you know. I, I mean, this is course. radical. This yeah, is amazing. Sure. All right, Tom. You have right, a great peace out. Great you too. week, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Dude, that was a fucking home run. That was like, great, man. Like honestly, like I cannot fucking believe. Now let me see if I could work on this other chick for next week. Yeah, and let's see if we can do like. And then after that, well, like, we, we can should... weave them in. I mean, this doesn't. No, have to I think be a we should. And I, I, I was thinking about this today on a run. I was thinking we have our numbering system right now. Yeah. Um, like we have. Uh, so one is orgasm. Dude, can you give me like one like... second? Because I've had to pee for like an hour. No, no, we half. can get off. I just want. Where, okay. We can go. We can go. All I was gonna say is, I thought about it on a run today. I think we can put like our show our orgasmic meditation is one and then maybe your acupuncture i think that was three and mine what, was whatever you four. think man but I, what i'm saying I, is like maybe taylor's five and then we go back to like the psychedelic mm -hmm. and then we start we start and then adding we just them weave in. them in right like so i think we're gonna let me let me try to get dr janet on next week if we can awesome Awesome. And then, like, like I think we got to pull Brian into the fray now. It's about that. Yeah, time. yeah. Like, Sounds like, good. If we can get those in, but what I'm saying is, like, we can pepper them into slots that. And the, and that out. gives us that gives us that that fills us out. And then all of a sudden, it's a fill back out. Yeah, right, go yeah. Pee, I got you. Have man. a good night. All right, we'll talk you soon. too, man. Take yeah, care. Be well. Bye bye.